Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I learned a new word the other day. Tell me. <gasps> Crapulist. As in you are a... You are feeling very crapulous. Uh, crapulous means, uh, hungover, feeling ill because of alcohol, but was the word that was in use long before hungover even entered the vocabulary. Well, there you go. Why did it ever leave? I know, because it's just crap. Is that where crap comes from? No, it has actually nothing to do with crap. It's just a coincidence. Well, that's fascinating. (laughs) What is the etymology of crap, though? There's something I don't know. I'm sure it's wildly disputed. From Middle English, crap, C-R-A-P-P-E, crappen, crappies, which means chaff or buckwheat. It could also be from Old French, meaning chaff. So it's uh, Old Dutch to cut off, pluck off, a chop, cutlet. Yeah, so it's... The residue from rendering fat. Huh. How did we get to that? How did did we get there from here? I guess it means like the offcuts, the... Yeah. Rubbish bits. Great. Well, there we go. (laughs) That's me. Will somebody get us another drink? Guess what? What? It's good that we're talking about words. It is good that we're talking about words. Why is that? Uh, I believe the answer to that is also the answer to last podcast's trivia question. Oh my god. Whoa! Do you have, like, morning radio in the UK? And I uh, say yeah. that, I imagine there's radio in the morning, but yes. there's, there's, a, there's a stereotype of, like, morning radio in the United States that's like, right. we're gonna wake you up! Oh, it's zany! Boing! Like, stupid like sound the effects. Like WSKID... Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Like it's it's you know, Bob McRob here in the morning waking you up and playing some of your favorite tunes. Bing 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 bing. Welcome to K9 22 36.5 The Drive. <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, no. yeah. No, we don't have that. But uh, we, f- we we never have American enthusiasm, so we have dour <laughs> British politics and news. <laughs> See, okay. and we have that, that can-do spirit of newsboys and billionaire oil barons. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Our last week's trivia question was... Ca- this, was a, this was a tricky question, Jimmy. Yeah. And by tricky question, I mean trick question. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, we got this, you all. We got you all. This musical was Julie Andrews' last Broadway performance to date. In an unfortunate turn of events, she flubbed on her lines and left stage in embarrassment. What musical? It was not Victor Victoria. It was not Victor Victoria. It was not uh, Mary Poppins. That'd be no. weird. That wasn't on stage. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really what, cool. what, what else was she in Broadway on? Camelot. Camelot. Wasn't that either. Camelot. Nope, wasn't Camelot. It was her hugely popular and well-known performance in <laughs> the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and the crowds go wild. And everyone at home is like, what? Julie Andrews was in Spelling Bee? Right? Of course she was. She played what? um Barfy. <laughs> That's Barfay. We 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 <laughs> listeners, we apologize. Julie Andrews was a special guest star on a matinee kids performance of yep. Spelling Bee. There's great footage of it on like playbill.com. Oh, yep. would, we'll try and put it in show notes it's hard to find yeah i know that was buried (laughs) yeah Um, and jimmy what word did miss andrews get out on it's oh would you like it forward or backwards as she said (laughs) and i proceeded to get it wrong anyway they asked her to spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and she flubbed on her lines and left the stage and she she it wasn't on purpose i don't think anyway she's not that good actress (laughs) She, what? She's a great actress. Oh uh, yeah, but you know, she, that was some genuine shock when she got. That's that true. Shot. And you'd figure, like, if you had to pick the one person in the world who you think knows how to spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, right? Probably Julie Andrews. Which means she must have done it in one take. In the that's film. true. Because that's the that's only true. Way, you that's know? the only way. She probably Can... invented that whole song off the cuff when they were filming it. Yeah, she just like make up a word, Jules. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. Can and you say one, it backwards? Two, which way? The in the Broadway way the music, or in the Broadway the, way? The broad no, I can't say backwards in the Broadway way. That's I can the only say Doshis Alley XP Ah, see, you got me. No, try it, try it, try it. Doshis Alley XP Fragicale Rupert is how yeah. Julie says it in the movie. But that's not backwards. That's syllabically yeah. backwards. So I think in the musical it is So I could like Silica for the Creepus. Ooh. Right. He may be tricky, but he's bloody good. Dun 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 so dun dun. Ca- dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we're not doing Mary Poppins. We're not doing Mary Poppins, we're I doing tried, spelling um, bee. There was a period where my friends and I tried to learn that choreography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we we did okay. You know, this is I mean, since we're on a Mary Poppins tangent only briefly. Yeah. Um Our MTI, first tangent of the day. <laughs> right? I know. We never go on tangents yeah. ever. MTI is licensing out um spell uh Mary Poppins in America. <sighs> Tremendous. Um, and so it's doing the the community and high school theater rounds like nobody's business. Yeah. And there's explicit, uh, it's written into the contract that you can perform the original SuperCal choreography, which is great and interesting because it's like not written in the Chicago contract that you can do the original Bob Fosse choreography. Uh-huh. But... When you do Chicago, you do the Bob Fosse choreography. Yeah, exactly. Or it's not written in the Les Mis contract that you can do the marching the in march. a triangle yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone does it. Hi, so, peculiar. You know, copyright I, and choreography, um, subject for another day, but... Yeah, I thought that was only something Jerry Robbins did. 
Because he was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's all sorts of. Oh, we should we should have a full discussion about this later. But there's a yeah. whole lawsuit about the choreography of Urine Town. Have you heard about this? Really? No. Oh, it was it was big old bad news for amateur theater. Some the original choreographer sued some community theater for doing their original choreography, and it went to court. And it came down to what can you and can't you copyright as chore- as a choreographer? Uh, and that's all I know. I mean, actually. Is, I don't it, remember it, who won. It's a contentious point, but yeah. Hey, one for another day. One for another day. Because we're talking about Spelling Bee. At the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, my parents keep on telling me just being here is winning. Although I know it isn't so. But it's a very nice, very, very nice, very, very nice, very nice so you did spelling bee right yes this is the first show that we've talked about that i've actually directed what that's awesome how long ago did you direct it i directed it in october 2014 is that right yes it is wow that's like a decade ago i know time time (laughs) flies really quickly (laughs) when you're an adult and you get depressed um but yeah it was my friend and i directed it and yeah uh it was the funnest thing ever. We had we did it in like three weeks. It was okay. a ridiculous turnover for what we're used to. Um, yeah, but we managed it, and it, yeah, everyone really enjoyed it who came to see it. We, uh, you know, it was a little bit rough around the edges, as you can imagine. Yeah, um, I think it suits itself for that. Yeah, completely. And we wanted to buy into the shabbiness of it and the because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know you'd never go to a spelling bee in a you know. You know, a county spelling bee. Um, right, it would be hugely grand, all bells and whistles, and look polished. Right, no, it's even it's in Mona a cafe gymatorium somewhere. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, Did you? I, I imagine this show is difficult to direct. What I, what is challenging to me is the like choose your advent, own adventure aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should you we know? tell everyone what that is in case they don't know? Oh yeah, I mean, we should tell people uh, who if they haven't seen Spelling Bee the the premise. Oh and yeah. Stuff. So I mean, it, it's a Spelling Bee. It's um, yeah. seven, I think. I may have got that completely wrong. Um, children. Um, yeah, a couple middle school children ish. Middle school like twelve children. to sixteen year old. Yep. Although we do have Logan, who I think is eight. Yeah. Um, and she's the youngest. Uh, yeah. Played 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 very much by adults. Yes exactly um and they yeah are just competing to win the county tryouts to go yeah. on to state how, nationals how would you characterize these children Ch- very much like children they are like every single <laughs> caricature and archetype of a child that you can uh, yeah. imagine in all shapes and forms and very accurately written as yeah archetypes, like very much you know they have that adolescent awkwardness down yeah. to a t all in their own different ways exactly exactly you see get the horrors of your 12 12 year oldness absolutely back. but alongside them you've also got some equally dysfunctional adults um, yeah who in some uh, ways are more, vice- more so dysfunctional <laughs> yeah vice principal panch yep. and miss peretti it's rona lisa peretti have to they host the bees um and then you've and also the, got the the comfort counselor the comfort counselor mitch mahoney, mitch mahoney who is um working on his uh community service he is my favorite <laughs> what a ridiculous <laughs> and wonderful character they're like, they're all my favorite they all oh, yeah. the whole thing is great 
it's just such a wonderful show. It's yeah. so original, like so original. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like like nothing else that had come before. Nothing else come before. In a, I can't imagine. In a really simple way, too. Yeah, completely. And I think, obviously, the defining character, I think we've not got to yet, mm. which is the audience participation, mm-hmm. which is just so... Oh, it's hilarious. It's done perfectly. And it's, it's made, and I can say this as someone who's directed it, it's made so easy for you by yeah. the writers because... They give you very, very clear instructions of how to deal with yeah. your people, how to choose them, um, yep. which type of person you should choose. And yeah. then all the way through, it gives you lots of different options and um, mm-hmm. get outs for when to get them out and when they need to be out by. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're you're definitely armed uh-huh. with the right tools to... So along along the way along with all of the scripted spellers for our listeners, yep. they invite four audience members up on stage to also participate in the spelling bee. Yep. Um, and, and not just the spelling bee, they get to participate in the numbers and the jokes, they get to become characters. They're very much it's hilarious. a part of the show as anything mm-hmm. else. You can't do the show without them. So how did you rehearse that? This is what I've always wondered about the rehearsal process of yeah. spelling bee. Because you can't do. Do you invite three random, four random people off the street every day to come and be in it? No. Or what? So we, well, for the numbers that required people, the numbers specifically, mm-hmm. when we initially were choreographing them, we would um, be like, "There's a person here." Especially, and then like mm-hmm. myself, the other director, um, or anyone yeah. who's kind of lying about would, would jump in, just um, fill in, and then mm-hmm. we did. A sort of a preview day um, okay. where we invited some of our friends along um, mm-hmm. who we knew would be up for it and willing. Um, and so uh-huh. that was the first time we got to like stretch our improvisational clause. Uh-huh. And it worked really, really well. It worked really, really well. And then we got good feedback from them as well um, as to how they felt as a part of the process. Mm-hmm. Like, because the main, mm-hmm. basically, what you what you don't want is for your guest spellers to ever feel alienated or isolated on right. the stage, and that's made right. so clear in the script. Is that it says, yeah, they are, you know, the golden children. Never drop them. Absolutely, guide them through. Yeah, you never want, and it's really really clear on this as well that you never want the audience to laugh at them, because they are right. the audience and they exactly. will make or break your show. Um, yeah, and if they feel uncomfortable, your whole audience will feel uncomfortable. Exactly, exactly. So you don't want that. So we got nice feedback from them about the times when they did feel like that, uh, and then we changed them, and <laughs> it was great, and it was really good fun. It was really good fun um, yeah. for everyone involved, because it's one of those things, when you do a show, when you do like uh, any sort of licensed show, you don't really get much of a mm-hmm. chance to improv and have fun and yeah. play about and change yeah. it, whereas that's that's everything with the show is that's everything about this show is different i mean it's it it started out like it's it's probably one of the only musicals i've heard of that's born out of improvisation mm-hmm. but who knows at the start yeah. of a lot of things but it, you know this maybe yeah. mad libs the musical which is the new, <laughs> new <laughs> audience participation yeah um but it's it it's not even like it's the shtick, but it's not advertised as it. Like yeah. if you look at any of the, you know, it's not like the twenty fifth annual Putnam Counting Spelling Bee, the audience participation extravaganza. Exactly. And I think again, I think that's a lot about 
why it's successful because it does come as a mm-hmm. surprise. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's a big announcement at the start of the day, like, who wants mm-hmm. to be a guest speller? Come and find us. It's, you know, they right. would ask people or they know people that are going to be in the house. Um, or if people yeah. do know, they can ask, but then they have to go through like a vetting process. You want to keep it as much of a surprise for the rest of the audience because that's, yeah. you know, it's fun. It's a surprise. Oh, it's great infamously on the tony awards uh they called up reverend al sharpton to be the guest speller (laughs) which is is just wow that was amazing we are still missing a speller would mr al sharpton please join us on stage thank you take your seat mr sharpton This fall, Mr. Sharpton will run for class president on a platform of racial equality and macaroni and cheese. Your word is dengue. Dengue. Could you give me the definition, please? It's an infectious disease transmitted by mosquitoes and characterized by headache, joint pain, skin rash, and severe diarrhea. Could you use it in a sentence, please? When the pediatrician asked Billy to describe the symptoms of his dengue, he said, it's like there was a race out of my tushy and everybody won. Dengue. D-A-K-N-I-A. You're about one for six. It's D-E-N-G-U-E. That's what I said. <laughs> and that's a great like that's a great performance as well because he he's mm-hmm. like your kind of dream guest speller um yeah because he gets into it but doesn't steal the sh- you know he's not like right oh, look at me everyone yep. you know what i mean um which is yeah. great it must be such a fun show to perform in too because mm-hmm. you get that flexibility and opportunity as a performer as in a well-written character in a well-established skeleton yeah it's just awesome yeah exactly it's really really good so i just looked at the script for this because i wondered how do you script something that's so improvised and it is so wonderfully leading and is like here's because they're in in the story if you haven't seen the libretto there's you have to get all of the guest spellers out by a certain time but you don't want them all to be gone right away and so you have to structure the the words they get and the times you call them up so that most likely they're going to win or lose and you can keep them or get them out. It's so, it's it's so great. smart, isn't it? Like it's, It feels like yeah. science. And that's the thing is um, we were so lucky that um, the people playing our Rona and our Panj were so good mm-hmm. and they were so on it and they were able to really judge you know the spelling ability of each person and because a big part of it as well is working out well who do you want to keep to the end right who's going to be fun fun, throughout the whole thing because the longer they stay the more they obviously get involved in and then also you need to be able to take the rip out of the the guest spellers as well when they call them up because exactly they do it in very typical for those of you who haven't seen it um they kind of bring the guest spellers on in very typical spelling bee fashion by giving a brief mm-hmm. blurb or interesting fact about them. Um, which, are, again, all completely improv. The, the book mm-hmm. gives, like, a nice list. Let's say yeah, that okay. you are... Let's say that you have a completely bald head, okay? Naturally. So it would be like, Mr. Musical Mash is recovering from head lice. Do you know what I mean? Things like that. That's a funny one. Or um, they've got like for someone wearing flip flops. 
Ms. Musical Mash supports the Democratic Party by wearing her flip-flops. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. And whenever they, in the stage directions for the thing, have a moment for improv, they're very insistent that the improv be short and sweet and not take center stage, which I think is one of... You know, I get I I live in ground zero for a lot of improv. Yeah. Um, you know, Chicago, the second city, and then every other improv community that's ever birthed. And that gets a little trying at times. My friends and I have a joke. Friends don't let friends do improv. And one of the things I think that can get difficult about it is it calls attention to itself. It gets very, like, self-indulgent quickly, which makes me feel uncomfortable as an audience member. Right. And Spelling Bee avoids it wonderfully. Exactly. And it's, it's one of those things as well. If you find that you do have a guest speller who is mm-hmm. taking the reins then that's when you're, yeah. you're just like you crack your knuckles and you're like what have you done like, <laughs> i did see a production where the cast got blindsided which d- immediately made me feel uncomfortable right. as an audience member they were on like they were on person number two it was clear this was a they needed to keep them uh-huh. in like they were gonna give them a word to keep them in no matter what and so they said your word is two which is a good one to either keep in or yeah. get out. And then the audience members have to, what is it? They ask for a definition. Yeah. Um, and they said, I don't remember what they said. It was something cleverer than a two. Uh-huh. And then they asked for a sentence and they were like, I would like to have two ice cream cones too, Sally. Amazing. And then ask them to spell it. And it was clear whatever spelling they were going to give, they kept yeah. them in. And the lady went, T. W U O two and they have to get her out. That's not how to spell any of the oh words. Gosh. And they they rolled right with it. Ponch hit the bell. They sang yep. goodbye, and then they struggled on through and you know skipped the next yep. one. But it was you could see on all the cast members' Is faces like them <laughs> them break for a, a second, and be like, ah, oh, yeah. shoot. And it's, but they do, like, they give you advice, like, if that happens, they cover every eventuality, mm-hmm. like, if for some reason someone's a complete yep. idiot, then you can skip to this, which yeah. is great. Um, yeah, and they, they have, if you can't get a person out, they, they say, like, give them a made-up word that they're going to get exactly. wrong, and for the definition, say, the definition is, spell this word yeah. wrong. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I was lucky <laughs> enough, and when I saw a production of it, I, was, I got to be a guest speller. Don't Ooh. put me as a guest speller. I'm an attention seeker. <laughs> but, <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I had a lot of fun. Um, I got through mm. to the end. I'm a good speller, right? Ooh. Right. Um, and I think I spelt one of the words that they didn't expect me to spell. <laughs> it's like I got to stay on. But it was it was so much fun being a guest speller because it, mm-hmm. when you're sitting there on the bleachers like the mm. the cast are always interacting with you there's always something going on uh-huh. they're always in character so it's like you just get a completely different show it's not like you're just sitting there waiting yeah. about watching the audience you still you you right. fully get to be a part of it you still yeah. get a show um, yeah which is so enjoyable it's great <laughs> Should we talk a bit about the music the music for this is beautiful <laughs> i mean william finn bill finn right oh 
He's fabulous. Good old Billy. Yeah. He's so good. He's got a different feel that still, I feel like, fits in a lot of the contemporary musical theater scene. I think Spelling Bee is one of, like, his most vanilla of musicals, too. Yeah, to be honest. It's certainly not as... Well, it's certainly not as autobiographical. That's, That's true. What he's kind of known for it is like yeah. Wilfin writes about himself. Even you know, if you compare it to any of the falsettos, yeah, it's it's not as in your face, right? You know what I mean, yeah. Um, there are obviously some in your face moments, but it's certainly yeah. I would agree that it is a lot lighter. Yeah, um, he he. I think throughout all of his music, definitely in Spelling Bee, he doesn't yeah. patronize his audience with the music. You know, nothing Nothing is, like, simple. I don't think he repeats much of a chorus throughout the whole thing. I mean, maybe Pandemonium, you hear goodbye 12 times, but yeah. even then, each goodbye is different. Like, exactly. He's not, you know, he's not a 32-bar song kind of guy. Not at all. And that's the thing, is, like, for a musical about kids, yeah. it doesn't ever feel like a kid's musical. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not a song that any kid would ever sing. Right. Um, the music's really tough. Like, it's yeah. really difficult to learn, really difficult to play. And that just works. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It, it, because, like you say, it, there's n- you don't feel patronized. Yeah, no one, um, no one feels dumb in this musical. People feel no. flawed, but no one feels simple or stupid. Yep. And he's, he's such a great lyrical genius. Like, yeah. in a completely different way to... Mr. Sondheim, but just he's so he's he's got sass down to a, a T. Oh yeah, like, there's no one that writes like sassy music. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> better than William. Finn. The like sarcasm and the edge to all of it. Yeah. Well, I say Sondheim's really good at writing like cynical stuff. Mm-hmm. I think William Finn's really good at I don't know. Yeah, sarcastic. Yeah, I mean, and together they yeah cover the whole. Yeah, <laughs> the whole wealth of that. There's a lot of thinly veiled subtext throughout all uh-huh. of this, and it does it takes you on a nice ride too, because it sets you up with like, you know, oh these these simple middle school kids. This is going to be a nice free flying musical, and we get yep. real deep into the some real big problems that they all have in their lives. Right, and so it never feels out of the blue. It never like it it definitely hits you. But never in one of those, you know, deeper songs am I like, where did this come from? I'm like, okay, yeah. I understand. The the thing that I absolutely love about the show, and this is something that we really wanted to bring out in mm-hmm. our production for sure, is the I the basically the, the kind of world of these spelling bees and all mm-hmm. of the different pressures that kids yeah. are under, um, for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever seen um the movie Spellbound, the documentary? I ha- feel like I've seen parts of it, but I have very little memory it's- of it. It's very much like it, it. I mean, it looks like it's one of those. Um, oh, sugar! I've forgotten his name. What's the guy from Spinal Tap? Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest. There you go. So yeah, it feel the documentary feels like uh-huh. a Christopher Guest movie. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not, and that's when you get scared because yeah. <laughs> the yep. characters and the parents and everything are ridiculous. So basically, it follows, um, I think, something like 12 different mm-hmm. spellers mm-hmm. Um, okay. who are going for the um, US championship, the like, okay. final final. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to see their families, a bit of their life, of like why they got into spelling, mm-hmm. what they want to do when they're older. And yeah. it's, literally, it's, it's weirdly not inspired by spelling, or, spelling I think um, 
Spelling Bee came after, but there's no link between the two of them. Yeah, other than the they're about the same thing. thing. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Um, and you get to see all of these exact same kind of archetypal children. Yeah. And uh, I, I've, I've watched Spellbound ages ago. Um, and then when we decided to do Spelling Bee, I was like, wait, we need to watch this because this is... Yeah. This is the reality of it. If we want to find any truth in it, mm-hmm. we've got it right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so I really recommend anyone listening goes to watch that because it, it's really yeah. kind of scary. It's like stage mom phenomenon and stage kid yeah. phenomenon, but they're not as you like take all that without the even little bit of social adjustment that I think stage kids get. You know, they're uh-huh. nerds and awkward kids, and then the parents of nerds and awkward kids. I'm, you exactly. Know. But then it's it's one of those ones, like, the girl that wins it mm-hmm. is wonderful, and she's so well-rounded and lovely, yeah. and it takes her completely, completely by surprise. Um, <laughs> and she's just the sweetest thing, and it's she's so like Olive, yeah. um, but maybe has a few more friends than, than she does. But just in that sense of, like, wide-eyed innocence, mm-hmm. um, which is lovely, and they've got their barfait. They've got the chips on the Um They've even got the leaf coney bear in there. Like that's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have to have to go watch it because uh, it's uh, unlike anything else. And it, yeah, it's just that reality. Like you know, yeah. you know how in um, in Best in Show, the like Weimaraner parents, mm-hmm. like dog mm-hmm. owners, the ones yeah. that go like absolutely mental, and the dog ends up yeah going crazy. Um, you've got. But you, you, there are parents like that who are not as frantic, right? Thankfully. But still, there's um, a, there's a reality to it all. Equal pressure is going on those kids, and it's yeah. so scary. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think um, William Finn brings it out so well in the show, and so subtly. Absolutely, yeah. He it's just like it's never like as as you said, it's not in your face, but it's not you can't ignore it either. You know, no. this, this is not a show you can fall asleep during, I don't think. No, not at all. Because that's the thing is he kind of he hooks you in with all the comedy. Yeah. And then suddenly you realize you're crying and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> you're like, what happened? <laughs> Why is this yeah. happening? Because um, I think let's just talk about the I Love You song. We always knew you were a winner. We saw it when you smiled. Start from the beginning When you were a beginner You were the perfect child We always knew, we always knew You were a champion Your sadness filled my room Dear, if you should feel my gloom Blame it on me 
God. I think one of the most beautiful songs in musical theater. In musical theater history. Right. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Hands down. The, the first time you listen to it, completely mm. irrespective of the show and yeah. the content, it will still break your heart. Absolutely. But as soon as you get this character of Olive yeah. um, and you get to see her journey, mm-hmm. I think she probably has the biggest... You get to see her whole story. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? You get to see both parents get a little bit developed. Yeah. Um, it's so heartbreaking. This it's poor, so heartbreaking. Poor it's child. So, like, she's never with her parents and feels it so acutely, but is also not like so destroyed by it that she's incapable of doing anything. And uh-huh. clearly her parents love her very much. Like it doesn't feel like a broken household in yep. any way, but... Oh, man. And she just kind of retreats into her own little world. And yep. I don't know about you, but I can completely sympathize with that. I was a proper, like, uh-huh. played by myself. And I've got a lovely parents, but I'm not... I was coming on broken eyes But I was, like, a proper introverted kid. Mm-hmm. I read the dictionary. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, would go out playing the garden by myself, looking at rocks and stupid things like that. And it it just rings true, that idea of just you make up this yep. other little fantasy life for yourself yep. and then when the reality kind of comes at you it's it's a big shock yeah but and the and harmony we, oh it's ho- horrible and wonderful and then when you see that song you realize how much what we've been watching her do all evening is her outlet for all of this it's the place exactly. she finds success and validation and she gets her first friend yeah just like oh. Yep. oh it's just, just wonderful and that, uh and what a great couple right Right. So we're 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 dancing around it. If you haven't listened to Spelling Bee, this is your spoiler warning. Yeah. Well, you find out in the cast recording anyway. You do find out in the cast recording. But so Olive comes runner up to Barfay, and it's oh, it's such. This is one of the things I love so much about this musical. I've had the intellectual discussion on several in several awful college courses about sports versus theater. And have we talked about this? No. So, <laughs> you'd think of sports, right? Like, you know, my experience is sports in America, but I think it's an international phenomenon, too. Like, people, oh, yeah. people get excited about sports. This seems so mundane that it feels like a stupid fact to talk about. You know, of course, people get excited about sports. Yeah. But it's, in a whole bunch of ways, a lot the same as theater, right? A whole uh-huh. bunch of people show up to a place to watch a thing. Yeah. Why, and why is sports so much more popular? Um, which it definitely is, you know, it gets nationally televised. People are like diehard fans for teams for life. People get really, really excited about sports in a way that they don't about musical theater and in a way that Billy Eichner wonderfully parodies in a, where he goes tailgating outside of Wicked. Um, it'll be in the show notes if you haven't yes, seen it. Story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think one of the things that makes spelling be so exciting is like a sports game there, you, you know, you get excited about the ending and you don't know what it is. Like, yeah. it is a competition. There is that spirit to it, you know, and unlike Into the Woods or Phantom of the Opera or any stalwart of American musical theater where, like, maybe you don't know the ending, but it's also not that important. Like, uh-huh. within song one, you're hooked on at least who's going to win this spelling bee. Yeah. And it could be and, any of them. And that's it. It's like, you pick your favorite Yep. From the start. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the opening number is like them voting for you. Yep. <laughs> who, like, who do you think is going to win Spelling Bee? <laughs> because yeah. they're all flawed. They're all yep. weird. Um, mm-hmm. Some have, rede- you know, and p- people will sympathize with different kids and their redeeming traits. 
Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's not just like, oh, well, everyone loves Leaf because he's the kook and the underdog. Right. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Some people lo- love Chip because they're like, yeah, yeah go for it. You're they, really working hard. They find the different things to identify with and like the middle schooler they once were. Completely. And then we're off. <laughs> and then we're off. <laughs> Yeah. Um, to use a William Finn term, right? Hey, hey, Look at a that new brain, go around. listen to it. Yeah, so then you get to the end, and I think mm. that's a very unlikely finale. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. expect it to be the two of them. Certainly not no. who I was rooting for. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, and then I would say the least popular one mm-hmm. wins, but in that, yeah. he his character arc kind of uh-huh. gets complete because... Yep, because he, he won the spelling bee. Yeah, he's redeemed almost yeah. and you get to see this more humble side um yep. of barf which is swell hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Am I a Red Sox or a Yankee who will come in second? People are scared of me and no one really likes me. I won't come in second. They are if Don't think that I'm distracted by your eyes and your smile. And your hair new Oh, the things I do not dare do My fears are odious and fecund You will not outrank me, I won't wave my hanky second I won't come in so this is a question i've had and before you tell me which way you made i gotta bring our listeners up to speed so they can make a decision in their mind okay in the libretto the after we find out who wins the spelling bee there are the epilogues where each person tells you what happened in the rest of their life uh-huh. you know vice principal Ponch found a new pass- passion in life her name was Ro- rose rona lisa peretti <laughs> after courting her tirelessly for over two years she took out a restraining order on him still he was grateful for the opportunity to experience love and they're all like that and this wonderful yeah. conclusion and it's a great way to end the thing <laughs> leave coney bears is leave coney bear has cats cats <laughs> um but then and these are very intentionally structured in the way they go we get to olive who has the last epilogue yes. and she is the only one in the libretto with two alternatives so when you look in the libretto first it says olive ostrovsky reenacted the entire bee for her father in the car ride home she grew up to be a loving and attentive parent and the host of her own radio talk show where every year she interviewed the runner-up of the putnam county spelling bee Happy, hopeful, forward-looking, simple, she meets her dad, and then we go into the finale. But underneath it, it says, alternate olive epilogue. Shankin's, Shankin, Shankin? Yep, Rebecca Shankin, yeah. Shankin's original that Finn found too depressing, but agreed could be offered as an alternative for those who found it perversely uplifting. And they give an alternative epilogue. Olive Ostrovsky went home to an empty house, an uncertain future, and a well-worn dictionary. (laughs) 
but a strange new conviction that she would be able to face all three. Which is a very different change so, in tone. It's so chilling. <laughs> and they, they give you the option for both. Yeah. And it's the last thing that happens in the show. Exactly. I mean, we've said before, the last thing you do in a show can have a big impact on the tone of the night and how people leave your theater. Completely. And so with all that, I ask, which one did you choose, Jimmy? I mean, take a, take a, take a guess. We went, did you choose? We went happy. <laughs> you went happy? We went happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I think it is too depressed. I think it is too dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it isn't necessarily in keeping with the story. It's not, it's not a warning tale. It's not a... Right. It's not a children will listen moment. It's yeah. It's a um, kids are weirdos, but amazing. Yeah. And look how yeah. well they turn out. It's that. Yeah. Like, that's the idea. We, I and think we just felt, yeah, it was just too dark. It's too dark. I don't it's see really the dark. uplifting element of it. It does, though. I mean, Mitch Mahoney's whole line is life is random and unfair. Yeah. And that is a, a big, you know... Uh, Chip's not supposed to lose. Like, a bunch of people don't get the results they quote-unquote deserve because of this thing. And, you know, if Olive does ride home with her father, you lose some of that. Um, no, I disagree because... (laughs) And I do disagree because, like, her mom is still in India... You That's know true. I mean? Like, she doesn't have a perfect home life, and she's already talked about that. Um, yeah. But she she has this innate... Like, all of what is so fantastic about her is she has this mm. kind of innate positivity, regardless yeah. of anything. And yeah. she would go home and talk about all the happy bits... Um, mm-hmm because that's who she is do you know what i mean yeah and i I think if you just disregard all of that and just focus on Mm -hmm. because that's the thing is it doesn't talk about her really yes it talks about oh she has a newfound thing but yeah you're just it's just i think it's saccharine i think it's very much um yeah playing on heavy unnecessarily i could see that it does seem very much you know it's it's a the alternate ending is kind of a baseball bad approach like, did you get it yet? Bam! Yeah, exactly. Not yet. How about now? Bam! And it, it would, it would change your whole thoughts about the whole show. It and yeah. potentially would spoil it for many people. And yeah, it's not the kind of show that that's, that's true. for. Do you know what I mean? It is. Yeah, musical comedy, musical comedy. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. y- you've got your fiddlers out there for that reason. So you leave right. and you're shaking. You don't. Yeah. You're not supposed to leave. <laughs> spelling me shaking. You're right. supposed to leave having had a wonderful time. Um, yeah, and that's true. Yeah, and I think I there's there's enough melancholy that. in all of the epilogue as a total. Uh huh. That we don't need the exactly because that's the thing is it's weird sandwiching that in alongside things like Leaf Quinnabier has cats or right. Um, you know, Chip Cholentino grew to love his erection. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, as did many others yeah. <laughs> um, they're so that's they're so well written and, and funny right. that it, it'd just be, it'd be weird you'd yeah. think why what's that what? you know i mean and I then do... suddenly you're like getting this, the pause clap yeah. which is nothing you don't want yeah that's the yeah. thing in the world i th- i think i have not yet had the opportunity to be a part of a production of this i think i would go that way too mm. with the happy ending but i would I'm recommend st- it to others yeah <laughs> i do think it's a wonderfully interesting dramaturgical choice to include this alternate ending. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even be surprised if if the thing said, this is the ending we originally wrote. Yeah. Don't use it. 
it is included here to give you a fuller picture of the show. Yeah. Like, it, it feels almost like that sort of thing. Yeah. Everything's great. I don't know. No, it, it weirds me out, even just thinking about it. It's just like... <laughs> it makes you uncomfortable. poor child. Speaking of being uncomfortableness and alternates provided in the script... The, <laughs> I know. What you're I assume about. you included. We're gonna we're gonna say the word erection a bunch of times now. So if you're listening ba, with your ba, parents, ba. maybe in the car, maybe this is the part to skip. Um, exactly. <laughs> there's a song in the sh- no. You shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. Erection, <laughs> erection, erection. Everyone gets an erection. We all get them. Well, half about half of the population, give or take, gets an erection. Well, technically, females can get them too. <laughs> if you're still listening with your mom, bit. now's the time to turn it off. <laughs> right sex ed with jim and tommy so there's they give this alternative for the song my unfortunate erection uh there's yeah. alternate lyrics called my unfortunate distraction what what do you think about this oh i just think it's stupid i understand why it's there yeah right because that that would be the make or break at your you know local community church hall and they say what are you talking about erection you should be talking about that just a child right there were no children here there were no children here um yeah it's not, you know, I mean, you don't, it's, it's an erection. Yeah. Well, and like, literally, you know, it's a kid singing about it. Clearly, this is an experience that a lot of people have gone through. Like, uh-huh. there's nothing, you know, but I like, I always wonder about things like this. Okay. Who, where the push for this came from? Like when we talk about Sondheim's boulderized lyrics for Sweeney Todd. Um, yes. Is this Bill Finn being like, ah, oh, we should include this? Or is this MTI being like, you know, one of our top audiences is high schools and you got to rewrite this. And he right. begrudgingly includes it so that they can market it to these schools. But I feel like if that's a change you're making, you shouldn't be doing this show. Yep. Well, so did you get the preamble to it? Yes, and it's wonderfully written. From Will Finn. Um, exactly, because he, he is very much like, you shouldn't, like, <laughs> like don't use it. Yeah. Like, he's actually pretty much he's like, if you're using it, then stop it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love, Obviously he said, he's like, note, whatever works. lyric Chip sings, he is singing the song while throwing candy into the audience. If he throws enough yeah. candy at a school, the audience will be screaming so loud that it won't matter what lyric he sings. For the record, exactly. the original is funnier and more to the point. Use it if at all possible. Like, he exactly. does not beat around the bush. Exactly. It's, you know, I mean, he's not talking about going and having sex. He's right. not, like, it's not can't keep it down. Yeah. Which I would say is a lot more risky. <laughs> and thankfully there are alternate lyrics for that one. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. Oh, man. The world of alter- alternate lyrics and musicals. Have you, Have ever-, you ever heard the... Oh, oh are you talking talk about Avenue Q? I was going to talk about um, a chorus line. It has my favorite. What are the alternate lyrics in the chorus? Like? Think through it. What's the song you can't sing at a school? You'll get right. there. But I can't remember there being an alternative. Uh, there's a whole bunch. Instead of tits and ass, they say this and that. I've heard that. As that wasn't in my script. There's also boobs and butt. I don't know if any of these are approved, but they're all ones I've heard yeah, of schools they're doing. Not, they're not in the, um, in the libretto. That's really interesting. Yeah. And, they're not in the libretto. And I, th- uh, I think that one is is more risque. I think there's no reason to rewrite it, but I think it's more risque than my unfortunate erection. Yeah. I mean, erection isn't a bad word. Tits isn't either, but I can see why right. it's I mean, closer to being su- a bad word. Like, erection is clinical. Yeah. Subject-wise, in, in a chorus line, she's talking about, you know, 
improving her body to land men and roles like there's something more adult about that than my accidental erection yeah but then it's one of those things like i've we've we've talked about this before but Mm. don't do it don't do a chorus right like exactly like read the show beforehand yeah exactly like you're also dealing with adult relationships you know children not coming out to the parents and going off to be a drag queen yep. like come on if you're watering that down yeah don't do the show exactly. because that isn't the show you're then not doing the show yeah do you know what i mean yeah 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 have you have you ever seen or read any of the avenue q school edition no stuff? it must be the worst what do they do for the internet is for porn so instead of the internet is for porn mm-hmm. you have my social life is online oh god that's a, oh yeah. god! That sounds like a kids' bop song. I mean, that's basically what they did. I imagine. They, right, like, right. Do you have kids' bop? No. I'm gonna but. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some kids' bop in the comment for you, Jimmy. It's they take popular uh-huh. songs and re-record them with adolescent voices and entirely right, censor okay. them. My favorite yeah. is the kids' bop version of Thrift Shop by Macklemore. Right. You know the line in Thrift Shop where they go, "Smells like R. Kelly's sheets." Yes. It was 99 cents in the Kids Bob uh-huh. version. Walk up to the club like, what up? I got a hit song. I'm so pumped about some clothes from the thrift shop. Ice on the fringe, it's so, so frosty. The people like, hey, the guy on the marquee. Rolling in super deep, heading to the mezzanine. Dressed in all pink, set my gator shoes. Those are green. Draped in the leopard mink. Girl standing next to me. Probably should've watched this. Smells like my baseball cleats. Ew. But hey, it was 99 cents. And then it goes, boing! Oh my god. That's so upsetting. Yep. That's, that's a lot, it's a lot of things like that. So that's what this sounds like. They've, they've kid, kids bopped Avenue Q. But like, on the other hand, where do you reach that rewriting threshold where it's a different show now? Right. And I think with Avenue yeah. Q School Edition, it's yeah. a different show now. I think like, with what's the point in having trekking monster if he isn't yep. round the clock jacking off i all think the time? in like, in spelling bee if it's my unfortunate distraction you've taken a lot out of chip's character Ch- chip's character exactly and i guess like the point is is he's still talking right. about his erection he's just not saying yeah, the word erection right so it's still you know if you direct it yeah. appropriately yeah then but then the thing is is if you're directing it appropriately and he's you know talking about right. his part then it should be then... as equally as offensive to the people who are offended Just by it yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like good on exactly. william finn for setting up that trap like he's like fine here uh-huh. take completely. this um, completely because yeah his epilogue line changes his epilogue line i'll do a dramatic reading um for those at home is Chip Tolentino made it through adolescence and in the course of time came to appreciate his erection, as did many others, as you quoted <laughs> earlier. Um, the alternate would be um, that he says, uh, came to appreciate uh, the distractions of puberty. And it's the yeah, same, it's the same I mean. joke. It's there the is same no thing. question. And, you know, it's like, well, then at that point, why bother? At that point, why bother to change? Yeah. You know, cut the song. Just say like, erection. Here's free the erection. <laughs> free That's what I say. Hashtag free the erection. <laughs> I'm going to make you a t-shirt that says that that you should wear around town. <laughs> I'm right. I would. Anyone 
for brownies, anyone for chocolate chips, anyone for anything that isn't dated. How could I have been eliminated? You wanna know how? You wanna know how? You wanna know why? My unfortunate erection is destroying my perfection. It is my recollection that everything I once did, I did perfectly. Last year's champ defeated because of Marigold Coney Bear. Because there's something and not a thing between us. I don't blame my brain, but I do blame my penis. My unfortunate protuberance seems to have its own exuberance. Anyone for M&Ms, delicious and appropriate. Anyone for chewy goobers, expensive. Anyone for buying the shit that I'm selling because my stiffy has ruined my spelling. Erection, erection, my unfortunate erection. On, on the subject of spelling bee being uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, the spelling bee late nights. <laughs> I got that on my notes too. Adult performances. Yeah. I love this idea. It's the best. Oh, man. Because it harks back to it being an improv show. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And it totally just being like, hey, let's just go have some subversive fun on Broadway. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it was, nowadays? it was originally like one night a week, maybe. I think, was it even that frequent? Well, I, I seem to recall at the very least, you didn't know if you were going to attend an adult yeah. night of Spelling Bee or not. And then on a certain night, the cast would absolutely make it the most dirty, raunchy show you have ever seen. Yeah. Which, Which is, is hilarious. So funny. And <laughs> particularly because of the show that it is. Like, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. So good. It's but so again, it, it goes back to my like, you know, that's what make that's what makes this show exciting. What makes it like a sports game? You don't know what's going to happen. Exactly, exactly, and that's I think that's why you know it, it did do so well. I was to yeah. be honest with you, I was surprised it closed as early as it did. Not that yeah. it closed particularly early, but just that it closed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's it's one of those things. Even if it, it, it's the eternal thing of improv, even if you've seen it once, you go back, you see a different mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Do you know for what sure. I mean? Yeah. Every night is different. Yeah, um, it, it played and... for three years on Broadway and uh-huh. maybe a year off previously. I think so it was a, a year, yeah. Like a four-year um, New York run. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I just feel... I I would happily go watch Spelling Bee now, even though I know it inside out and all that. I would happily yeah. go see a pharmacist yeah. because you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, Every production is different. There's p- parts written into the script that say, like, you know, include local jokes, include topical jokes. Yeah, Please exactly. update this. Uh-huh. Because that, well, that's a big part of it as well. Um, because our person playing Logan, Logan, mm-hmm. um, halfway through, gives a speech. Mm. Um, because yeah. Logan is a sort of political activist even though she's eight years old um <laughs> she's got two gay dads and she's very for rights for everyone um and yeah she gets to give this deliver this address basically um mm-hmm. so our one uh was about um lady gaga um, uh-huh. and uh yeah like feminism um <laughs> And it was very good. She wrote it all herself. She was fantastic. Made a great Logan. Um, That's fantastic. Kate, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> she won't be listening. 
Hi, Kate. Sorry that you're not listening. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, (laughs) uh, yeah, it's it's such great... What a great opportunity for actors Mm. to be able to, you know... Great, great, big, big, meaty roles. No one is one-dimensional in this show. Not at all. Um, It's very... You know, even the original production was cast with what was that phrase i used uh intentionally racially diverse or whatever yes. what, um, b-a-m-e yeah b there are a lot of b-a-m-e roles in this that could or the could R&D. not be and then they took the choice to you know not whitewash the whole show exactly which is great like just a bunch of wonderful choices made for this yeah. show and do you know what that's a great point to talk about because that was something that we found really challenging yeah. um so is is kind of multicultural as edinburgh isn't really um <laughs> the the musical theater scene is mm-hmm. very you know i mean very, yeah. very difficult you did not have your right. kind of pick yeah um and so when it comes to casting characters like mitch um mm-hmm. and like um marcy parks mm-hmm. um you're faced with an immediate challenge because yep. so um mitch is not in any way scripted that he is supposed to be a right. black male and um, he was originally played as, by a black male yeah was originally yeah exactly and he his song is very gospely um mm-hmm. and in, you know inspired by um, gospel churches and things like that. Then Marcy Parks is mm-hmm. kind of your, and I don't want to say, I don't want to be offensive, but very <laughs> stereotypical, yeah. um, you know, comes from an Asian overachieving family. Yep. Um, and her, her story is all about the pressures that come alongside that. Stereotypical or not, there's, there's truth in it that I think people feel. Exactly. About, exactly. about all of it. Yeah, completely. So we didn't have a black male um, audition, so mm. <laughs> there was no right. choice we had. And I don't think, I can't remember that we had any um, Asian girls audition. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were faced with a bit of a problem, particularly right. with Mitch, yeah. because you don't want to make, and we've, we've made this mistake with fame, um, right. <laughs> where you don't want to try and ghetto up um, right skinny white boy and so we we were faced with this kind of challenge of well what could mitch be because mm-hmm. basically you've got this guy who's on you know doing his community service he's obviously been arrested for something right do you know what i mean um yeah. and so we, we went on this really weird journey to try and mm-hmm. work out what did mitch do <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and at one point, he was a paedophile, um, <laughs> sex offender, and we thought, well, what would the irony be if he had to come to the immediate service? Um, but we thought that was a little bit too. That might be a little, a little too long, too on far. The nose. Yep. Um, <laughs> so in the end, he sort of became just kind of this alcoholic layabout with anger management issues. So sort of like a, a um, Patrick Bateman type. As okay. opposed to ghetto. Yeah. Yeah. Who it's, just l- like gospel. Yeah. You know? It, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting, an interesting, I don't know, tap dance to try and figure out something like that. Completely. Because it, 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 it's one of those things, if you've never seen the show before, you wouldn't know. Do you know what I mean? Right. But to yeah. give that character substance. Right. You, right. you want to see exactly. it done. And I've, I've seen it done as well before where he's kind of like a sort of hick 
um red mm-hmm. like proper really redneck guy um yeah. which completely worked as well just this really yeah. big fat sweaty guy um so funny um <laughs> but then comes out with this amazing voice you're like yeah you're great um <laughs> and yeah i think to give mitch that shape you really yeah. need to work that one out you gotta you gotta think about it and you gotta do it you know with care and delicacy as exactly. you should with all characterizations it's just exactly. a, a, a different angle a little bit uh-huh. and that's the thing is all the characters have these quirks that Mm-hmm. Uh, you know could be offensive to some right. people um yeah like like all comedy like all good comedy i think sometimes yeah. there's there's a little bit of offensive in it you know everything from the two gay dads to yep. marcy park coming from a stereotypically you know, overarching asian family yeah like there's a lot of you know even there's a bunch of jesus jokes in this like yes there holy is cow. yeah leaf coney bear as well he's another one um yeah you don't often get characters with potential disabilities on the musical theater stage um nope. and it's like well how far do you push that yeah um, especially that kind of like intellectual learning disability as yeah. opposed to something physically manifesting exactly have you ever seen actually have you ever seen let's t- let's talk about jesse tyler ferguson for oh God. jesse tyler ferguson is fantastic so i mean that's the cast of the show is oh not gosh. is like out of the park and it's all like it feels like where were they when because i didn't know who jesse tyler ferguson was before this musical i know and i I don't even know what he did before i couldn't tell you i mean Um, i imagine he was in on broadway and things like that something but this was this was his like leap um and now you know if you don't know like joseph tyler ferguson is the one who plays mitch on modern family which he doesn't watch modern family like it's fantastic and he's got this wonderful career now um Mm -hmm. we've got josh gad uh who Mm -hmm you know this kind of skyrocketed him into elder cunningham and book of mormon which then got him into yep. frozen um yep. and now he's unstoppable um yep. and then there's other people like celia uh-huh. who i love she might not be as big as the others but... have you seen so have you seen the reunion concert of spelling v uh potentially they i did, don't know maybe not they did a 10th anniversary i think it was a 10th so it must have been just last year um, uh-huh. anniversary fundraising concert uh they right? got they got the band back together it was everyone um oh my god and they all they all did the same thing they all had beards it was great it was clear they all made their outfits from things they found at home um, excellent and did they do the whole show they did the whole show top to bottom oh, original fantastic. choreography and like it looks like it's a gymatorium somewhere which is the best part um oh my well i'll put the video in the show notes theater mania or someone did a nice compilation of it and then uh. as the finale they sing the final goodbye again and call up everyone and so you see this little like leaf coney bear clump with jesse tyler ferguson ferguson and all, you know and then like all these different and they're all just belting their hearts out it looks oh. fantastic that's so good it's like that blows the lamest reunion out of the water oh it's, it's exactly so good in fact yeah we have to pause for a minute and talk about barrett foa i don't know your, your opinions on barrett foa i i do think, you have any <laughs> i think i need to remember remind myself what he oh looks my god. like god well please do enjoy that moment oh yes yes right. i think barrett foa is fantastic what's he doing right now <laughs> he's he's in ncis la ah was he in Spelling Bee? Yeah, he was uh, first replacement Leaf Coney Bear. Ah. Um, now, right, I'm going to attribute Barrett Foa uh-huh. to, like, one of the people getting me into musical theatre. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, seriously. Yeah. Because, well, 
when was it? This was like 2009. Okay. This was when I like started to become a geek. Okay. Like, I don't really liked it. Um, and then uh, I was trying to find an audition song uh-huh. for Rent. Um, and I thought, okay, because I wanted to play Angel and I knew that much. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, did the whole, you know, fun audition song. Right, exactly. Um, the journey that like, all like young musical theatre actors have exactly. gone through. So like scrolling through, scrolling through it, and then this one came up. Um, I'm not that smart from Spelling Bee, and I'd heard about Spelling Bee before. Uh-huh. It's like this fun, like newish musical, and like that. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Uh-huh. Um, so I listened to it, and I was like, this is the funnest thing I've ever seen. Um, and the version that I listened to was uh-huh. Barrett Fowler doing Barrett it at Bryant Fowler. Park. Um, huh. Is that right, Bryant Park? Is that where they do all the performances? Uh, it's like sh- Broadway sure. Park. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and it was him doing that and I was like you are the most beautiful person <laughs> and then I literally became obsessed like to the mm-hmm. point where if I met him like mm. like he's he is my number one he's my number mm-hmm. one just to let you know out there if you're listening <laughs> Barrett I'm here for you <laughs> over in Scotland um, uh, I'm sure he'll come over yeah he would he would um, yeah <laughs> completely in love with it he was great but no one's better than jesse tyler ferguson it's true i mean he it's it's clear that he developed the role i mean it's clear that all of them developed their roles um these are these are not characters that one person wrote these are characters that came out of lots of time and rehearsal lots of figuring out and playing and sorting through i mean have you seen it have you seen any of their uh original viral marketing for it Yes, it's the best thing. It's amazing. And why doesn't all musicals do that? Right? (laughs) I love it. There's a whole video of of Jesse Tyler Ferguson as Leaf Coney Bear. Uh It's called Leaf Coney Bear Has Cats. Yeah. And it's about how he makes little capes for his cats and sells them. And all just completely improved. Yep. Um, And it's so great because you just get to see this this fully fledged character Uh and that's to be because like you see obviously you see a lot of leaf in the show and you get to see all of his like we see idiosyncrasies um but that is where you get to see like the beef yep that's where you fall in love with absolutely um and then have you seen logan's one as well uh it's been a while because she does one where um she is like trying to hold her breath uh because she's so competitive <laughs> and so she's like trying to so she's in the bath in all of her clothes um <laughs> of course and she literally holds her breath and it's like this weirdly like awkward thing because that's the thing about logan is she's so highly strung because her mm-hmm. dads are like show dads um mm-hmm. and really push her and she's inhabiting all of this and becomes this like firework little child yeah. um and it's so it's really and that's thing like that's where it starts to get dark yeah yeah <laughs> Do you know what i mean like a little um, a little, little too real yeah and to be honest with you like in our production obviously mm-hmm. it's not i've seen varying degrees of good logans yeah um but in our production like kate was so fantastic so to give you another name check kate jesus <laughs> right um it was so fantastic but woe is me yeah so but woe is me reprise uh-huh ends up becoming the most heartbreaking moment in our show yeah like because we were like i love you song that's it that's the weight right you know nothing else is gonna top that yeah this comes along this comes along and you're like, like right in the gut oh oh my god because yeah. that is the number that shows you mm-hmm. like 
the cruel the cruelty yeah <laughs> the cruelty aspect yeah um because logan's kind of the only one well no chip has a moment too i suppose but yeah if for, you really feel it with logan because she's so young mm-hmm. um and wild and then suddenly there's this kind of like hubris moment where she's like apologizing to her dads for getting yep. a word wrong yeah um and it's so heartbroken and she like talks about how she's let down america mm-hmm. and it's like that isn't fake like these kids do believe that stuff yep. like mm-hmm. that this is the biggest thing it's true um and it's so heartbreaking yeah i mean that's i i work with middle schoolers and i've met every character in this show like right okay none of it is it is certainly condensed for the sake of the stage but none of this is terribly exaggerated or a caricature or you know too much it's like i have met kids exactly like all of these kids in every way it's so yeah heartbreaking yep God love little Logan Schwartz and Groovin here. <laughs> funniest character. She's so funny. She's so funny. Uh, I would love to play Logan. And has a, and has a, a great love. ending. She becomes Secretary of Education. She does. We had under President Beyonce Knowles Carter. <laughs> you have to get a little Beyonce reference. In yeah, there, always, always. Everything um, deserves a good, a good Queen Bee reference. Exactly. And the great thing about Logan is that she has a very strong speech impediment for the whole show. Uh-huh. Um, and her thong is thung all the way through and all of her words thankfully and luckily have sibilance in them so that she has to <laughs> spell them with the fun f word um and but in her epilogue speech no i won't spoil it <laughs> wait and see um something special happened something, something special, special something special happened it's so fun to speak in that and it's funny because when you when you start to um you really can't stop and that's how jimmy had a lisp for the rest of the podcast well i do have a little bit of a lisp anyway so i think that's why it helped me the gay sibilance the gay sibilance it's a thing no one knows where it came from I know the gay voice, the gay siblings. What gay is voice, it? Gay voice, gay siblings. What's wrong I'm, with us? We're diseased. We should be shot. <laughs> one of the most, one of the most disappointing realities of my educational career is that I did not have a chance to take the class at my college called the gay voice. What? I know it would have been awesome. I I didn't have enough room in my schedule, but they were offering a one semester credit on like the history and evolution of homosexual dialect in America. That's crazy right doesn't that sound like the most amazing course ever and it was taught by this wonderfully uh flamboyant and queeny professor (gasps) yeah and like he owned it in every way you can and it was the best i was just looking at some words she has like the stateth (laughs) siphon and it's like the the definition right uh oh no using a sentence sorry Sally's mother told her it was her cystitis that made her special. So good. So good. Um, There's so many freaking levels to the humor in this show. Like, they keep giving Leave Coney Bear all of the uh, African rodents. rodents. Yeah, South American rodents. Exactly. (laughs) South American rodents. It's just great. It's so good. Even in the the parts where we're not having everyone spell the words, you just hear him spell chinchilla or something. Yes. And you're like, ha, ha. It's uh, so well done. Interestingly, though, uh-huh. no gay characters in Spelling Bee. Yeah. The, Does that annoy me? Logan yeah, Schwartz bit. and Gruben Year's gay dads. 
No, I mean like kids. Oh, like kids? Uh, I mean? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I want the, the homosexuality. Because one of the things they did do uh-huh. with um, Chip yeah. was instead of him falling in love with Marigold Coneybeer, uh-huh. um, he falls in love with Leaf. Yeah. Or like one of Leaf's brothers instead. Yeah. But that, they only did that on adult night. Yeah. I mean, I but think... I guess it was a different world in 2005. Well, I, I, I do think legitimately it was. Um, the And I only know this because I, I work with middle schoolers. The coming yeah. out age has been plummeting over even the past true. decade. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, around our time was right when it made the switch... Um, like we, we crossed the threshold when the average coming out age was early college, late high school, um, which rings very true since then it's plummeted even, even further. And kids are more likely to come out in sixth, seventh and eighth grade now. Um, or at least start groping with that publicly. Um, that was the wrong word. Please don't use that that. word. (laughs) 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 At least like, but you know. talking like becoming more open about broaching it. the subject broaching yeah. the subject and so i think very historically just in 2004 and 2005 there probably weren't yeah. as many out gay middle schoolers that's fair i don't know i find it's just surprising from william finn because he's is. someone who's is very frank about yeah. his homosexuality Absolutely. you know and <laughs> writes amazing amazing non-stereotypical songs. Oh gay characters yeah i you know what i mean if, if you time for a new brain tangent if you haven't listened to a new brain another yeah. musical by william finn you gotta go listen to it you just gotta we'll do that yeah and especially if you like spelling bee because yeah a lot of it's similar like yeah, a lot it's, of it it's very similar it's entirely autobiographical um, it was one of the first musicals i downloaded from itunes like oh, really we're talking proto musical theater mash like there this is go. where i started um like it's it's fantastic Mm -hmm. but so is so is the falsetto trilogy so is the falsetto Um, trilogy and falsetto land like um or the falsetto sorry uh it's they're just like great gay characters yep like there's nothing like they're just completely normal and like the time that they were written in we're talking like the yeah. 90s yeah this would have been revolutionary at the time it prob- like just like treating them as normal human beings how yeah. dare you like what are you playing <laughs> yeah, exactly at? but do i do I, mean? I do think that is i think that adds to what we were talking about what makes you know putnam counting spelling be what did i call it more his most vanilla work is that uh-huh. it is separate from something separate from that aspect that he liked to write about yeah, I think that's that's definitely one of the things it, it that makes it separate. It's not focused on homosexuality in a lot yeah, of ways. That's true. That's true. Um, and yeah, I suppose that is it. Is you can I guess more people can relate to it because yeah. like the thing is, it's like a new brain. Yeah, I, I, I hope that most people can relate to that because right. the issues that he talks about are you are, know brain surgery, yeah. um, and the recovery, right, um, and you know the falsettos is talking about aids um mm-hmm. and you know homosexuality at a time that's really really tough yeah. um so you know they're not necessarily the most relatable shows right they're so they're, can, they're about an out group yeah yeah so yeah spelling bees for everyone for everyone yeah. everyone was young once oh, yeah. that was actually do you know what <laughs> what do you know what what i do love spelling yeah you do i do you love spelling I spell recreationally. Yeah. Like, we don't have spelling bees in the uh-huh. UK. If only we did, because 
that's how I would make my money. You know, that's crazy, Jimmy, because that might be something we have in common, except I misspell recreationally. Well, there you go, together. (laughs) We are at a zero net sum. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's the way it all should be. Um, But let us know, do you like spelling? Have you ever won your state spelling bee? (laughs) Or are you like me and you hate spelling and you do everything you can to avoid it? Pick a side. I didn't even (laughs) tell you the the word I got out on in sixth grade. Oh my God, what was it? Waffle stomper. What, as in W-A-F-F-L-E-S-T-O-M-B-E-R? Yeah, Waffle Stomper. I don't know if there was an E. I mean, what the hell is that? What the hell is a Waffle Stomper? It's a kind of shoe. Does it have a shape of a waffle underneath it? It does. Any kind of shoe with a bit of a, like, that looks like a waffle on it. It's literally just Waffle Stomper. It's literally Waffle Stomper, but I thought it was W-A-F-F-L-S-T-O-M-P-E-R. Oh, I get out. They reference it. They reference it in Doug. That's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's like a hiking boot. It is like a hiking boot. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It, you stomp your well, waffles with it, which just sounds great, sounds like an seen, urban dictionary oh gosh, thing. Hmm. Oh my gosh! I forgot the best reference. What? To put in the show notes. <laughs> um, the funniest spell because that's the thing. If you go on YouTube and you just Google, um, mm-hmm. if you go on YouTube and Google, right? That's same. And then when um, you're done being a grandmother. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> uh, if go on YouTube and you search for like funny spelling bee moments, uh-huh. like you'll have the time of your life and you'll get lost because they're all great. But the best one I'll put in the show notes. I won't spell uh-huh. the word for you. But the kid <laughs> is the cutest thing oh. on the planet. He's so cute. Um, there's loads of them. I thought I'll put a couple in because yeah, they're they're so great. Awesome. Um, but yeah, enough about spelling bee. Enough about spelling. Let's talk about next time. What are we gonna do? I, I I actually legitimately don't know. That's not true. N- neither do I. Well, yeah. <laughs> Technically, we do know. But, we do. Jimmy's Jimmy's um, got the question for us. The I trivia did. question. It's my turn to read it. So sorry if you're American and you've never actually understood a word I've said. <laughs> um, this is where you're gonna get thrown up. Um, okay. So you ready? Are I'm you ready? ready? I'm ready. Great. <laughs> This musical is one that we've never listened to before, and it's based on a book that neither of us have ever read. But we still obviously managed to find some trivia. (laughs) So the question is, the person who famously never sang as Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady played the title character of this show in a 1956 film adaptation of this book, that we've never read. What? What could it be? What? I'm excited. We get to listen to a, a, a thing we haven't heard before, Jimmy. I know. And admittedly, we just did a sample and already and I'm more we were excited sold. than I've ever been. Immediately sold. <laughs> so, like, it's, brand new across our radar. It's great. Apparently. Um, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I know. Who knows? We listened to a minute. Maybe we song. found the best 30 <laughs> seconds in the whole thing. Of the whole thing. Hopefully not. Hopefully, Hopefully not. not. Um, okay. All right. That? Woohoo. Another, another day. Another, another musical. Yep. You don't get any dollars, sadly. No. You just get... Are you... You're, a, you're on the pound or the euro? We're in the pound. Yeah. See how... See how... Sterling. 
um, Amero-centric I am. I know. That's fine. It's fine. Some shops will take euros. You know, there so, was a, there a big controversy, and this is one of the reasons why the pound is so strong. The the pound is silver-backed. That's why it's sterling. Uh-huh. The American money was originally gold-backed, and there's a big problem. And actually, there's although there's some debate as to whether or not this is true, there's theory that the original Wizard of Oz actual novel is a political allegory for the competition between the gold standard and the silver standard in the United States. No way. Yeah, boom, trivia. As in, like, <laughs> wait, what? Right? Uh, I'll need to let that one <laughs> say it. What? I thought, wait, is, is, is no, Wizard of Oz isn't a religious one. No. That's Narnia. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. It's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.